All right, welcome back to the Canadian Gun Vault Behind the Vault Door. My name is Mark Morelli, and I'll be your podcast host. Joining me today is none other than living legend, lifelong friend, right, my quasi-pseudo boogaloo partner, <laughs> none other than Podcast Brian. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Podcast Brian. So glad to have you here, buddy. Glad to be here, Mark. Yeah, so you know what? I got I got to ask you, right? We're... Uh, we're a few weeks in now, uh, you know, definitely uh, I think reality is uh, set in for a lot of people. Uh, this is uh, this is the new norm. Uh, I listened to uh, Justin Trudeau uh, mentioned that uh, this is going to be the new norm until vaccines are developed, something that I'll talk about a little bit later. But uh, seeing now <clears throat> the change and uh, this environment that we're now living in. I mean, what, what for you, you know, stands out as a, you know, uh, something that, that makes you pause and think, wow, look at how far we've come. Like, I mean, is there... Well, if anybody wanted to know what it would be like to live under uh, a communist dictatorship, this is pretty close. Uh, I actually spoke with my mother the other day and she's stuck in because she's 85 and you know and she's in a condo and she, she really can't leave she's afraid to get it out of her apartment and use the elevator because that's a source of contamination sure. and she was in infection control for a long time so she knows all about this uh, and she's dealt with it when she was dealing with smallpox and cholera and diphtheria and all these other horrible horrible diseases she she worked in India for a while and no way. Oh yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, in the 1950s she was a she was a nursing sister and she she helped people through epidemics there of horrible horrible diseases. And I think first and foremost one of the things that everyone has to understand is that the world to all intents and purposes is now a village. So a village can be destroyed by an epidemic. Very easily. Absolutely. So any, something that pops up in a place like Wuhan, China, can suddenly appear in New York City and then just run riot and kill everyone. And uh, if we end up with something like Ebola mm -hmm. that ends up having a 14-day incubation period, mm -hmm. we're in trouble. Like, yeah. we're in real trouble. We're in enough trouble with this. Yeah. But something like that, that, that elicits terror. Like, mm -hmm. absolute abject terror. There's nothing that elicits terror like Ebola. Yeah. Hemorrhagic fever, right? Yeah. Um, so people have kept their shit together pretty, pretty solid. And, yeah. and you know, um, partisanship aside, you know, everyone's pulled. They've been pro-government regardless. I mean, I've seen liberals promoting Doug Ford. I've seen conservatives promoting Justin Trudeau. And whether you think people are doing good or bad jobs, regardless, we're not the ones in charge. And we have to do our part to make sure that as many people can be kept safe as possible. And, and I always say to people, like, listen, they've invested a trillion dollars in this. Mm -hmm. So, you know, do your part so it doesn't cost more mm -hmm. and that we can get back to normality as soon as possible. Um, and I said to my mother, you know, how, how do you like your cell? <laughs> and she said, "Well, it's a, it's a it's a gilded it's a gilded cage, and it yes. is. Yes. We have very comfortable cells, but right now everyone's getting the tiniest inkling of what it is like to live under an, an autocracy, and whether that's a dictatorship 
Mm-hmm. Whether it's a fascism, whether mm-hmm. it's a communism, whether it's a socialism, this is what it is. It's when the government gets to dictate to people, for everyone's good, that we need to do this. And and, and that's fair yeah. because we're all patriots and we love our country and we love our relatives and we love our neighbors and we want to make sure that... Some more than others. Every, yeah. <laughs> but, but we want to make sure everyone is as safe as is possible. And at this time, what the government is requesting of us is reasonable. Yeah. And so... Regardless of the party stripe, mm-hmm. you know, I'm willing to do my part as I encourage everyone else to do their part, to be responsible and do the social distancing thing. And if you don't need to be out, don't go out. And if you are going to see other people, then make sure you keep your distance and you wash everything down and carry a bar of soap with you or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you know, Purell's getting hard to come by, but but there's no reason you can't use soap or you can't use something, you know. Vin- saw, vinegar's I, great. I, you know, vinegar's great. I saw, I saw a great meme. <laughs> had sanitary wipes in Ziploc freezer bags. Sure, why not? And it was, it was, it was like you know Purell dime bags. Nah, <laughs> you know? But, you, but you know what? Realistically, soap and water are better than alcohol. Yeah, they're better. So you know you're better off to have a bar of soap with you in a little bag. Uh, the problem is, is you don't have any water with you. So, Correct. so of course, a little bottle of Purell or something like that is helpful. You know, the the thing that people have to act like is that everyone's infected yeah and that if you get sick you're going to turn into a zombie you don't have to approach it with the same panic mm-hmm. no you don't need to be panic panicked or afraid but you need to be as careful yeah and uh you know and and and, and that's just it so you know we stay home right now we basically do as we're told um this is going to get bad, and I, and I don't mean in the sense of, like, the, you know, we've all seen the numbers projections, and that's going to be horrible, and people are going to die, and it's, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, what really concerns me is that everyone's saying, well, let's not make this partisan, but it's partisan. It is. Uh, social media is being flooded with fanboy uh, uh, you know, glowing testimonials to the performance of very mediocre leadership. I, I don't care whether you're left or right. Very mediocre, mediocre leadership. Mediocre is generous. I think. I think. I think the pleasant surprise yeah. was Doug Ford. Yeah. Uh, um, and you know, and that's not to say that a liberal leader couldn't have performed the same way. And I'll give you a case in point. Paul Martin, as a liberal leader, uh, performed very well in some very challenging times. Uh, even even Jean Chrétien did. Um, our guy hasn't come out of his house for uh, 35 days, and uh, I'm sorry, I don't see that as leadership, but I'm sure his handlers are telling him what needs to be done and are directing things the way they need to be directed. And, you know, that is uh, that is its own thing. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I, I don't want to dive into that aspect of it. We, we need to be supportive, and the government services that are running, we, you know, are doing a tremendous job. So... Um, you know, do, do do your part, but keep your eyes open and recognize that the information you're getting is all to a purpose. And at the end of the day, you have to start asking where this came from and what it's all about and why it happened. And at the end of that, what does it all mean? Mm. And there are going to be severe consequences for this socially, diplomatically, internationally, um, economically. It's, it's going to be devastating. 
I'm very concerned that we're headed into a full-blown depression that will make the 1929 uh, Great Depression, you know, the, 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 mar- the crash of the stock market and the following years of very hard living. We're there. Like, Pe- we, we are there. People, people were harder then. <clears throat> and I was going to say, by the way, you know, your, uh, your commentary regarding, you know, the good job that some of the people are doing and all this. I mean, I absolutely, Doug Ford was a pleasant surprise. Um, you know, we have to do what we're told at this point. I'm uh, tempted to tell you you're going soft on me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, at, at the end of the day, you know, uh, it is what it is, and we, uh, we definitely want to make the most of it. Uh, I, I do want to touch on, uh, you know, uh, a couple of different subjects throughout the course of this conversation. Um, but uh, the least of which, you know, we've got, uh, we've got, you, oh, you look at, you putting, uh, yeah, you can put some more wood on that fire or what? So for the people just tuning in now, uh, we've decided to do another fireside chat. Coach Nick has inspired me to do more of these. Uh, I think that it's really important that we maintain uh, good social relations, you know, with uh, the people that are close to us in our lives, while at the same time maintaining social distance, it's really important that people understand that, uh, you know, right now, you know, uh, I've come to see my friend and um, I'm going to do that and I'm going to continue to do that. We're uh, we're far more than eight feet apart at this point because I refuse to switch over to the metric system. I'm I'm old school. But I uh, handed uh, podcast Brian uh, a sanitized mic and a sanitized bag with a sanitized cord, and uh, we're uh, <clears throat> we're definitely um, you know making use of uh, all precautions to make sure that we don't uh, potentially contaminate one another. Should uh, should we have it? I mean, I, I think I think that you know economic breakdown that that's definitely coming. I think that the one thing that gets overlooked in all this is is that people. Um, People may fail to see the fallout from not maintaining close contact with your friends, not having uh, that physical contact with people, uh, and the, the impacts that that may have on, on our culture and uh, on, on relationships. You know, but I mean, certainly it's life changing. I, I don't think I don't think any one of us is ever going to touch a uh, shopping buggy again. You know, without being a little bit concerned about what might be on it. I mean, uh, well, you know, it, it's. I'm frustrated by seeing masks and gloves all over parking lots and yeah. all this kind of stuff, you know, and a, and a lot of the people throwing those things around are the same people that screamed about, screamed loudest about, about uh, straws and, and uh, plastic bottles and all that. And then they went out and bought straws and plastic bottles. So, you know, I'm a military, ex-military guy and, you know, I clean up after myself. Uh, I have no problem with the biological warfare environment like I've, I've done the nbcd training uh it's it's uh it's a certainly a mindset it's personal responsibility it's cleaning up after yourself sanitizing after yourself recognizing the pattern of of contamination um and you know, it's it's a lot of work, but it, it takes individual discipline to do it. And if everyone does it, then they will be fine. They will be fine. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the last uh, few weeks, it's been going to work and coming home and hanging out and playing Call of Duty and uh, trying not to get too riled up because I see so much stupid in social media. Um a lot of people who two weeks ago were, or sorry, two months ago were uh, experts on climate change are now experts on uh, 
you know, medical matters. And, I'm, and, I'm, and, I'm amazed at how many people suddenly are really into rubber gloves and plastics. Well, absolutely. And, <laughs> and, 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 and of course, now all of a sudden a bunch of people are into guns. Yes. And, um, you know, which thrills me to no end. Well, I, like I mean, I'm, I'm really excited to see so many people that were dead set against gun ownership that are suddenly now demanding that I, they be able to allow. I have heard allow their own guns. The same group of contemptible, lying, mm. manipulating scumbags insinuating that people being armed at a time like this is a very bad idea, and I'm sure for the purposes of uh, of control by centralized government services, that that could certainly pose a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, but our societies are based on the concepts of individual liberty. They're not based on the concepts of supreme government power, uh, unquestioning, unbridled, unrestricted, and an armed populace uh, is part of the kind of thing that's in place that ensures that the people maintain some of the control to themselves. The idea that, well, now that we're in our homes and they've got us where they want us and we're going to be 50% taxed and we're going to shop when they tell us to shop and go where they tell us to go and do what we're told to do at all times and all places. And then the idea that, well, in addition to that, you should also be disarmed and uh, and suck it up it, to me is a concerning philosophy and I think it is the I think it is the output of a defective mind that, that people would think that the reality is is that at a time when uh, centralized government services are stressed especially in a country like Canada that doesn't have a lot of them mm-hmm. uh, we have more police than we do soldiers yeah. uh, and our soldiers are have no mandate to operate in the civil spe- sphere at all we do not put armed soldiers in the streets of our cities nor should we have you noticed have you noticed that there's uh, been groups of soldiers seen mobilizing around? yes but they're not armed yeah I know and I, they, I the, 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 our soldiers are not deputized they're not like the National Guard in the states they have no power to enforce civil order unless they're activated for that and then that becomes a different thing and parliament's involved and you know the reality is is that an armed and disciplined and respectful and law-abiding citizenry increases order and control and peace and to imply otherwise are the are the irrational rantings of hysterical anti-gun philosophers who, for whatever reason, they hate, they hate the concept that uh, a person, a human being, a man or a woman, gay, straight, you know, LGBTQ, black, white, yellow, any color under the rainbow, that any of them should be able to stand up for themselves and protect their home, protect their property, protect their block, protect their region, um, and that they could be part of of an organized plan to ensure that order and peace and and uh, and a, the suppression of crime could be maintained. Um, it, it just seems to me uh, to be so frustrating because we've had these arguments, and you know, people. If you look around the country. I mean, the drug the drug gangs are still going. That kind of violence is still out there. Everyone else is playing nice. Yeah. You know, and yet people bought more 
firearms and stockpiled more ammo than they have ever in Canadian history. And there's a ton of people out there whose basements are packed to the gills, like like Yosemite Sam's friggin' you know, shack, just, <laughs> just packed to the gills with guns and dynamite, and everyone's being solid and praising Justin Trudeau and praising Doug Ford, regardless of your political stances. Everyone's, you know... I love it. Uh, yeah. I, you know what? I, I, you, only because I love the idea of good people with guns. Absolutely. I love the idea of good people with guns. I, you know what? You're old enough to remember the LA riots. Oh, yeah. Right? You remember the... You remember yeah, the, yeah the, I, I, I saw a meme, and yeah. it was a picture of those uh, the Korean store owners <laughs> on the rooftop yes. with their Daewoo's, right? Yes. The Daewoo rifles. And it said, bet you some 75-year-old Korean men, Korean men are dusting off their uh, their 50-year-old Daewoo's and heading back to the rooftop. And it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Could yeah. See that. You know you what? Know? Like, I, like, I'm totally comfortable with the idea of vetted screen, right, and, and trained people that are government approved and are are able to own firearms they're licensed to own firearms good people owning guns they go through the same screening levels that are executed in in law enforcement so you've got a, a large group of people good people right proud canadians that are owning firearms and they've bought more than ever before and somehow this translates into you know the anti-gunning the anti-gunning community getting all bent out of shape you know what more guns were purchased in the last 2 months than ever in canadian history and guess what we haven't had a mass shooting yet you know why well, cuz the good people have the guns and again and again the problem is could it happen? Well, of course. Sure, sure. It's a very stressful time. The potential for domestic violence is high. Yes. A lot of stressed out people out sure. there. People depressed. People are drinking a lot. Yep. You know. Um, I would warn people about that. You know what? With all this free time on their hands, the temptation to get into alcohol is pretty uh, pretty strong. I mean, I'm having a drink tonight. Yeah, uh, we're, you, we're, you, we're having some drinks. It's, yeah, it's you know, a good time. It is. It, it is. You know what? Well, it's great to see. I haven't you. seen anyone in two and a half months. But you know what? Like, I've been it, at work and it's been stressful. And and the people stressful. that know me know that I, you know what? I'm I'm not. I'm not big on drinking alcohol. I'll drink alcohol socially once in a while. I'm uh, not. Yeah. Well, you know what? We we do have the Jameson out tonight. And for those <sighs> for the people out there that would uh, try and paint me into a you know unfavorable light for drinking alcohol, <laughs> I, I can tell you that once in a while I'll do it. Uh, you know, I, I was never big in alcohol. It was always something I was warned about as a police officer. Uh, you know, once you get into policing, the temptation to, at the end of the last day shift, to uh, head out with your squad and drink a little too much, you know, was always there. And uh, I always warned the new recruits that getting into alcohol, uh, you know, and, and, and failing to recognize the dangers that lie in drinking too often, uh, you know, chronically uh, exist. You know, that was something I, I always warned the young people about uh, because, you know, it's normalized. And, uh, you know, you might think that it's okay to escape reality by having a couple of drinks. I can tell you right now that, uh, you know, once in a while is okay. Everything in moderation, uh, nothing in excess. It's really important that, uh, you know, people maintain their composure out there. We ask that uh, everybody drink responsibly. Uh, you know, I'm having a couple of drinks tonight with Brian uh, only because I know I'm going to be here for a few hours. Uh, believe it or not, I'm never going to set foot inside his house because we're, we're definitely maintaining that social distance. I'm, I'm doing everything I can. Well, and that's the problem. I mean, most I, 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 I've told Mark that the chances are that I've been exposed to COVID and, yep. I, 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 you know, at some point in the next while, I'm going to end up with it somehow and i know a lot of you people listening are in the same boat so treat everyone around you not like they're contaminated but like you're contaminated so that they're not going to pass it on to 
someone who might suffer badly from it, you know, and, and that's the way you have to deal with it. You're, you have to look at everything you have as contaminated. And when you wear it, you come home and it goes right into the washer. You don't have to do the load, but you got to throw it in the washer. You got to get it out of, you know, you go in your shower and you. Well, you know what? There's something I'll ask you. I mean, did you notice the complete turnaround? And I want to, I want to go through the cycle events. Uh, You know, when, when this first, you know, was brought to the public's attention, uh, you know, our public health minister said, you know, there's very little chance that you're going to yeah. be exposed to this. Yep. I mean, I, I, you know what? I want to believe that everybody's doing the best job possible. And I know there's not a lot of people out there that believe that the Canadian government would be maliciously sinking us into uh, troubled waters. But, you know, they said there was very little chance, you know, and, and I sat there and said they should probably shut down our borders and cut off all the flights uh, leading from the source of the, uh, the problem, which is China. China. Well, right. And, and you know what? For anybody that gets down on President Trump for saying that China is the country of origin and that that somehow is racist, I, I would tell you to go screw yourself because, quite frankly, that's where it came from. So, so Mark. Yes. So, um, no, I got nothing against the Chinese. No, by no, the way. no, no. I have a so, problem with the so, Chinese so, government. So, so, so here's the thing. The other day, Amnesty International posted a thing all over social media, and it mm-hmm. said that calling this the Chinese virus is racist. That was the, that was the post. So I actually went to the Amnesty International site and I made the comment that purporting to be a humanitarian organization and then advocating to defend the actions of a genocidal, um, dictatorial, communist, murderous regime is the height of hypocrisy and beneath contempt. So I left that comment on there. And then, <laughs> and happened? then, I, no, and then I read, because yes. there were like 14,000 comments. Yes. And what I was very pleased to see was, thou- well, hundreds of comments, just to start, because I'm not going to read them all, yeah. but just to start, hundreds of comments from Chinese patriots, yes. Chinese persons, right both in China and outside, saying, no, no, no. This was the government. This is the Chinese virus. This was by design. Yeah. They didn't give a shit about us. Yeah. They have murdered us in our tens of thousands. And excusing their actions is a horrible and unforgivable thing to do. And Amnesty International keeps keeps coming back to that. You know, they're they're. They're ideologues. They they have they have some nice ideas, but I can tell you. If we dealt with crime differently, if we dealt with threats differently, there wouldn't be any. It's it's the tolerance of all this kind of stuff that has caused us to have to suffer um, uh, through this. And, you know, and th- that's not going to change. I'm not suggesting we're going to make that change. We're not. It, it, it just is what it is. It's the nature of the world. But, you know, um, there are certainly questions to be asked about this. I don't think this is the place to get into it. I think everyone should ask their own questions and try and figure things out for themselves. Try and get the information. There's lots of people out there posting it. Not not everyone has a tinfoil hat on. You know, uh, uh, I I actually got in an argument with a friend the other day who who said I don't believe a thing Donald Trump is saying. I don't I don't I don't believe a damn thing he's saying. And then in. Two minutes later, he, he continued with a conversation where he said, well, you know, the Chinese say that the numbers have dropped off and everything's coming back in and they're opening everything back up. And I said, did you just seriously say to me that you don't believe Donald Trump, but you do believe the communist regime of yeah. China? 
I can't have a conversation with someone like that because not only we're speaking different languages, we're we're speaking different species. Yeah, like it's like trying to have a discussion with a with, a with a baboon or a friggin' <laughs> or a garden slug or something because you know if you're willing if you're like the United States like them or hate them doesn't matter. Yeah. The fact of the matter is is the Americans are an open book. Yeah, and they'll tell you what's going on. And there's video everywhere, and there's opinions everywhere. They got they got, like they got as many opinions as they do assholes. <laughs> so they're everywhere. China, oh, everything's great, everything's fun, everything's under control. Meanwhile, there's videos being circulated of people being welded into friggin' apartment complexes. You know, there's there's the purported million and a half cell phone users whose accounts have suddenly gone dormant. A million and a half. A million. Gone. Gone. Wow. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. Everything's fine in China. Don't worry. You'll get your Apple iPhones. I it's s- going to be fine. I sat with you and watched Chernobyl. And I, <laughs> you know what? And I, you yeah. know what? For those communism, you, you know? It, Chernobyl and Wuhan is what you get from communism. The Apple iPhone is what you get from capitalism. There's the difference. Yeah. Like you decide what you want. If you really want to live under communist dictatorship, again, I got nothing to say to you. Like, we're, we're speaking different languages. You know, but it was so enlightening to watch that and, and to know that it. You know, so much of that was true. Oh. I mean, I mean, they're, they're, you know, for theatrical purposes, I'm sure there's you know, Inc- certain. Incidentally, yeah. anyone listening, if you haven't seen it and you've now got the time to watch it, it's on HBO. Yeah. Chernobyl, it'll depress the shit out of you. It's phenomenal. <laughs> it's the best thing put on film, other than maybe Red Dawn. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, well, I can tell you right now, watching Chernobyl was a bit of an eye-opener with you. Uh, You and I both lived through the Cold War era, Mm -hmm. uh, or at least some portion of it, and uh, we caught the tail end of a really great generation. And I I can tell you right now that the efforts made by communist governments to cover up the things that they've done wrong um, is limitless. And I can tell you that uh, watching the events unfold as we see them today, it's like being in the movie. Well, but this is the thing, Mark. The one thing that people who espouse communism and support it don't understand, and even socialism don't understand, that the tyranny of the masses and the tyranny of the committees is as bad as the tyranny of the dictator. Absolutely. So, so you know, you have an Adolf Hitler who's a piece of shit, who treats people like garbage, and then you have the committees and the politburos of the communist states that decide to you know oppress minority groups who throw hundreds of thousands if not millions of people into prison for political agitation who suppress sexuality who suppress uh, uh, political beliefs who suppress racial groups and who behave in this manner, but somehow it's going to make everyone better because I'm mad that I live in my mom's basement and, and, and it pisses me off that Bill Gates has, you know, $57 billion. Well, you know, Bill Gates went out and invented something, built it up into a friggin' huge empire and did the shit while you went to school, studied, you know, uh, uh, gender specific uh, art and then, and then, and then left school and got mad that the only job you could get was as a barista at a friggin' coffee place, which incidentally is an essential service. Absolutely. I, I'm, not, I'm not putting you down, but to, to but to think some of my the, best, but, some of my best friends are baristas. Absolutely. By the way. But to they're, think, they're but, but to think that, 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 that person 
has as much right to the billions of dollars that someone worked a hundred hours a week for fifteen or twenty or thirty years of his life to to to, to create and to promote and to you know to fill a void that no one even knew existed. I, I'm sorry. I respectfully disagree with your philosophy. And, you know, um, in Chernobyl, you see all these wonderful Soviet soldiers and leaders who love their men and love their country and sacrifice themselves to rectify this horrible accident that happened. And, like, calling it an accident is ridiculous. It it was deliberate. It It was... Caused by severe uh, negligence, uh, negligence, stupidity, stupidity, hubris, lots of things. But um, you know, to 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 not recognize that that is the mindset that communism causes. It's it's an infection. It's it's. I mean, listen, COVID has killed a hundred thousand people. No, sorry, yeah, hundred thousand. Yeah. COVID has killed a hundred thousand people. Communism has killed 150 million. Yeah, right. You know what? And, and, and the fact that they romanticize it really disturbs oh, me. Oh God! You know what? This gener- this generate this generation, in, in my opinion, is so is so bent and determined, like like you say, you know, to feel entitled to getting things that they're not entitled to, uh, and, and and to to buy into the idea that you somehow, you know. Um, are worth more than you are. Like, like I mean, building building the Canadian gun vault up. Well, that I, you're entitled to something that someone else created. Yeah, right. You know, like, I, like I mean, I'm I'm sitting here, uh, and and I think this is important to note uh, for the for the people that you know don't get updates from me because I I really don't talk about it all that much. The Canadian gun vault has grown. It has grown substantially, and I can tell you that during these very tumultuous times, it's important to note that a lot of people are fearful of signing on to social media, but I know we're reaching a lot of people. We're reaching more people, uh, you know, globally than I ever imagined. Uh, Certainly in Canada, people are hearing uh, what we're putting out there and are, you know, reacting. Like, I got to tell you, it's it's really exciting to see so many people, um, you know, listening to what we're putting out there and, uh, you know, understanding that uh, what's happening right now is very, very wrong. Like, I want to bring us back to, you know, the fact that the Justin Trudeau government has failed so miserably. Like, I mean, and, and I see so many people saying, well, I had, a, I had a guy the other day. He came online and he said, you know, what more could you expect the Canadian government to do? They're doing a good job. And I sat there and, and thought to myself in total disbelief, like, wow, how can anybody at this point think that they haven't failed Canadians so miserably? You know, like, and I watch, you know, like the minute you hit the Google search, what you'll see is a fantastic article written by the National Post or the Globe, you know, the Globe Mail or, uh, you know, Global News saying what a wonderful job Justin Trudeau is doing. And, you know, it's so misleading to the Canadian public, you know, to think that Justin Trudeau hasn't done anything more than put it all on the provincial leaders. And, and and to believe for one second, which is second, fine. You know what? It's fine. No, no, no. That's they, the way to do it. You know, no, no. But you know what? Though the, I got I got to hand it to Doug Ford. He's just, he's done a fantastic job watching him use his own truck, 
his own truck. Well, not 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 only him. Some of the other provincial leaders I, have, I, done, I, have done very well. Well, I, mean, I don't want to like, exclude anybody, but what I'm saying though is like to focus in on Doug Ford for one second. I mean, here's a guy that everybody was hating on because you know the way he was handling perhaps the educational teachers, uh, the teachers, yeah. yeah, and whatnot. But you know what though, to see this man, you know, go out of his way uh, to you know to actually use his own personal uh, pickup truck to pick up supplies to make sure that you know they get to the necessary places where you know they can be effective I'm really impressed with Doug Ford I mean you you can think whatever you want about Doug Ford you can think about you know uh, his, his his family history and how people are you know perhaps bent out of shape over you know perhaps some of the things his brother did I mean he did a lot of great things for the uh, you know the GTA uh, it's really sad to see Canadians buying into the bullshit. And, I mean, that's that's really what it is, to believe that Justin Trudeau has done a fantastic job. And, I mean, you know, bringing back well, to, you know, what but, you said but, about but so, so, yeah, you got to be careful, Mark, because... Yeah, no, no, I so, get it. Uh, so, here's... So, I'm in management now, mm. right? So, the one thing I looked at with Justin Trudeau was this. Yeah. I'm not in charge. I'm not responsible for making decisions, and I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. So, has Justin Trudeau done everything right? No. I have a concern with the way a lot of this was played off at the beginning, because um, at the beginning, there was no threat from this virus. And then there was a threat from this virus, but it was confined to China and everything was fine and we should still allow the planes in and we don't need to close the borders. And then... There was a couple days later thinking anything differently than that was racist. Yeah. You were racist and you were xenophobic. And then after that, it was, okay, we need to, um, you know, we're, we're going to still bring people in and we're going to look after this stuff, but but we're going to handle things a little differently. And, and then all of a sudden it started cascading and there was all this crisis going on. And is your cup empty? Uh, no, it will be in a minute. Um, but the thing, like, you know, like like Dr. Tam, who's running things, um, she apparently, she wrote all about this back in 2005. She published a paper on this exact scenario and, and knew it was, the whole thing was coming and had a bunch of recommendations, evidently, none of which were followed. <laughs> so, so, so Are here- Are you serious? Yeah, so, so here I am thinking- um, I'm just getting frustrated. Well, I'm thinking, well, this is a horrible thing and blah, 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 blah. But once again, as someone in- management um i'm sure she made her recommendations and i'm sure she got told to shut up i'm sure she got told that we have an agenda and we're not going to do it that way because we don't want to be that country and the reality is is the united states kept things a lot more open than we did and ended up suffering even harder for it yeah um so it it it's tough the only thing I ask people to recognize is, like, again, I, I can't stand Justin. The fact that he hasn't left his house in 30 days, to me, says a hell of a lot more than anything the government has or hasn't done. But we're not in issues and we're not making the decisions. So what's going on behind the scenes? What information are they getting? And the, the problem is, is that all this is relatively minor compared to what's coming. Because I don't know how this whole thing's going to end. And when everyone looks at the shambles that were their economies, and, and, and then they start to sift through the rubble of, of this disaster to figure out what happened, you know, 
there are going to be some hard questions asked, and I don't think Canada's going to be asking them because I think we're a gutless turd of a country right now. Um, Tell me what you really think. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We just had our government refer to the accident in Iran, which killed a bunch of Canadians on a jetliner, rather than the victims of a hostile regime that murdered more Canadians than were killed on 9-11. And our government has has tried to play nice with these scumbags and our prime minister went and bowed to them and 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 basically licked their boots so yeah so you know our country is in a very sad state right now we're a uh, we're a vassal state um I, i do believe there again there are other things to worry about i think the fact that our country is 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 essentially being run by the democrats from the united states we're being run as a as a uh you know a uh, like a vassal state of the of the U.S. Democrats, and again, you, you can look into that. You only have to look at the involvement of 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 certain powerful American political organizations that are running our government. That our government has has warmed up to. I don't know, Mark, if the plan was to take advantage of business relationships that will develop should Trump be thrown out and that's why we're doing that? Or if this is more along the lines of, well, we can't get elected in the United States, so let's just go run Canada. And it's it's going to have the same effect because we'll be able to control industry, we'll be able to control policy, we'll be able to... And, you know, we'll have a foot on the ground on this continent where we can infect wherever we need to with our our deviant philosophy and 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 their their philosophy is um is problematic i mean there's some great the great things in 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 the leftist philosophy believe it or not but but at it at its heart it presupposes that what the state thinks is more important than what the individual thinks and in some things they may be right and in other things they may be wrong and then we have to figure out who becomes the arbiter of that and you know uh right now it's the judges and we all know who owns them so you know uh we we I, I've I've become very libertarian at this point, and uh, I believe the state needs to do what the state needs to do to protect itself and to protect its citizens. But uh, the individual needs to maintain composure, dignity, and retain um, the the uh, sort of the oh I'm looking for a word and I can't remember it. There, there the the, the, the the, the power, the state derives its power from the individual. So the individual needs to be powerful with yeah. their vote and with their and with their industry and with their labor and all that. And the, the individual is very important. And, and we have to we have to emphasize that and we have to support that. And in in this organization, in the Canadian Gun Vault, that is Owning firearms is simply one small aspect of that thing, and to make it bigger than that, I believe is is wrong. It's just a very critical indicator of a healthy democracy. And I'll give you a case in point. Sure. I'm going to put some more because, on the fire. Well, because because let, because we're looking go. we're looking at the swamp right now, and uh, you know, when there's lots of frogs in a swamp, the swamp is healthy. When all of a sudden all the frogs disappear, we need to be worried. And for me, firearms ownership are the frogs in the swamp. The minute you get rid of the firearms, what, what, what kind of democracy are you talking about? Is, is, what kind of freedom are you talking about? Because 
we're not talking about an absence of guns. We're just talking about guns in the hands of the state only, right? And in situations like this, it could very easily be argued that we don't need to have an election. It's far too dangerous to have an election. Election will destroy social distancing. It's going to cause all kinds of problems. So you know what? We'll just stay in power until further notice. And, and you know, and there we are. And there we are. We live in a tyranny. You know, I, I hate like, it. I'd like to take a moment to tip my hat to you because, you know, it's not easy to run a podcast when I <clears throat> drop my headphones, put down my mic. <laughs> yes, but you were putting wood on the fire. I was. I was. You know what? And for the people who think that we script these things, I can tell you right now, they're completely off the cuff. Uh, we don't believe in doing that here at the Canadian Gun Vault. I, I want to see people, you know, express themselves. Um, Honestly. You know, in, in, in an uncensored, completely free fashion, and uh, I got I to gotta tell you, I'm really impressed with the way you talk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and when I leave you alone with the mic, you know, it's not so easy to run a podcast. You know, people uh, people ask me how I manage to talk to myself sometimes when I do the solo podcast, but, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun to do it. We love that you guys tune in. Uh, we appreciate that you continue to do so. Uh, share it with all your friends. So so one, one other thing I'd like to say to everyone sure. is, we are heading into d- depression. Mm. Times are going to be tough. Yes, they are. If you can find some money, yeah, buy blue chip stocks when they're very low because now's the time to buy them. Mm-hmm. If you buy something like Apple or Amazon or Google or one of those stocks that is always does very well, mm-hmm. you buy it low mm-hmm. uh, in the middle of a depression or a, a severe recession when it costs nothing and then you forget about it. And five or ten years down the road... That stock's going to make you tens of thousands of dollars. I wish my father had bought so, a lot of stocks yeah, <laughs> yeah. back in the early yeah, 80s. I wish I, I wish I'd bought Apple back in 87. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> I know. It'd be nice to be a billionaire right now. Can you, you think lo- of the range you'd have on the property? It'd be oh, pretty nice. Oh, right? God. <laughs> you know, I can only imagine. You know, I, I one day visualized myself with a, a range like Hickok 45. Yes. You yes. know, that I just have a, a, a nice sloped landscape with a lot of steel targets, you know, and... Uh, I, uh, uh, some some great friends, you know, out there with me enjoying the beauty that is legal firearm ownership. And I can tell you right now, I want I want I want to talk about one last thing before we leave. You know, have you noticed Bill Gates has made this wonderful, you know, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Entrance into all this. I I have heard it. It. The only thing that concerns me, Mark, is it sounds a little tinfoil hatty to me. It does. I, I'm not saying it's not worth looking at, but um, the problem is everyone has to use their 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 common. <laughs> I had a sergeant major in the army always said this to me. He said, "You got to use your common dog, yeah. right? Dog sense, right? Or common yeah. sense." And 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 you got to look at it and you got to say, "Okay, so." All this is being danced around and mm-hmm. alleged, and we've all heard we've all heard the conspiracy theories. There's Absolutely. there's a million of them out there about this whole thing. There is all kinds of things. You heard the one about uh, Tom Hanks, and, <laughs> and, right? All these different things, and and, and, every, and everyone has seen Justin Trudeau's ankle bracelet. <laughs> right, right, and it's like okay, okay. I, I don't know. I only when, laugh because it's so ridiculous. I, I, that, I don't you know, know who knows. Yeah, like <laughs> come on. But it's neither here nor there. Yes. Keep your eye on the prize. That's right. Maintain your rights. Uh, keep the powder dry. Yeah. And uh, keep a good head on your shoulders. Be supportive. Help your neighbor. And uh, we'll get through this. And at the end, we will not be dictated to. That's right. And we will not be treated 
like peons or slaves, and uh, we will have a say in this whole thing when it's all done. So that that's it. Pre- and preach to me, my brother. <laughs> no, I, I mean, you know, y- you people out there, you are the lifeblood of the country, and you are entitled to be free and to have your individual liberty and to practice the things that you want to practice. It doesn't matter what it is. And, you know, the state's going to be putting pressure on us and, and, and we're going to have to use every legal means to, to, um, press our point of view. So that's what we're going to do. And there are great advocacy organizations out there. I want to put a shout out to CCFR, uh, Rob, Rob Giltaka, Tracy Wilson for doing amazing work because they are just slugging away. Um, you know, as well as the CSSA and, uh, and, and everyone else out there who, who is, is doing what's best for Canadian firearms owners. Mm. And that means every individual as well so the donations you make to those organizations to make sure they can fight the fight for you all the time uh everyone else maintaining a, a calm head mm-hmm. and uh reason reasoned discourse yes, and uh you know uh don't do stupid things that's right um because we can't let our neighbors be worried about us our times are tough enough and stressful enough the last thing they need to be worried about is the guy next door who's walking around in full top high uh, military um, you know uh, NBC gear uh, with a loaded assault rifle because he thinks the zombies are coming down the street so you know you, ha- you, you have to you have to demonstrate to everyone that of course we have a reason to to own the the property we own and we can be um, trusted with it and, and being good citizens. Absolutely. Well, you know what? <clears throat> I got to tell you, I'm looking forward to an evening of conversation off the record coming up very shortly. And it's always glad, always a great, great time having you here on the show. Uh, podcast, Brian, uh, you're, Oh, you're cracking up another one. Yeah. This is going to be a long night, folks. Something tells me that I might be occupying a small space. Out in Podcast Brian's yard this evening because I'm not allowed in the house. Anyway, uh, we really appreciate you guys tuning in. Don't forget to like and subscribe to us on YouTube and on Instagram. Thank you, Podcast Brian, for joining me on tonight's show. Thanks for having me, Mark. And as always, Canada, don't forget to shoot straight. Stay safe.